0: You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. and We lied to them during recruiting. or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Yeah. You know, right now uh, we have the atmosphere of a, of a J.C. softball game. You know, I mean, that's what we are, JC softball team. As long as, you know, uh, it's 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 not whether you win or lose. It's like the 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 team that wins is the one that has the most fun. You know that crap like that. You know all this stuff that's contaminated America, where they give every kid a trophy and they don't keep scoring little league anymore. Now that's also it's second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. about second. From now on it's first, okay? Yeah. Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that? Well, how about the fucking dog? my language. <laughs> 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 hey, 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 hey! Turn that hey 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 hey, 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 hey! Hey buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC Podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. Go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm flying solo for this edition. Cousin Shane's still working hard through the weekend. Couldn't make it happen. He'll be back on the show. Before you know it, but uh, while there wasn't a ton of news, there was actually some big news. So I didn't want to wait another day before getting this pod out there for everybody on their Monday morning. But if you missed it, we got to start with the big topic here. This happened on Friday. The SEC has voted to allow intra-conference transfers. And what that means is SEC school to SEC school. And seen a lot of confusion with what this means. But essentially, while the NCAA allowed this, you know, the, the one time waiver rule, the SEC was still able to block all that. So let me explain it like this The SEC still holds power over its programs, regardless of what the NCAA says. So players like Eric Gilbert, who went from LSU to Georgia. Henry Toa Toa, from Tennessee to Alabama, they were technically ineligible for the coming college football season until the SEC voted on this to allow SEC to SEC transfers. And also see a little bit of confusion because this was permitted if you were a graduate transfer. And we saw that with the likes of Brandon Kennedy, who was an offensive lineman that went from Alabama to Tennessee. And the first one was uh, Maurice Smith. As soon as uh, Kirby got the Georgia job, jumped from Alabama to Georgia. Now he had earned his undergraduate degree, and they allowed him to go from SEC school to SEC school. So this is, think of it like a one-time, the one-time transfer rule, but in the SEC. And we're seeing it with some guys that, Enrolled. There's one guy in particular I'm thinking here, Kamal Hayden. He enrolled at Auburn in December, went through spring practice with the new coaching staff. Didn't work out for him. He's transferring to Tennessee. So now he could play for Tennessee as a true freshman this season. I may have missed a guy or two here, but I really tried to make sure I didn't miss anybody here on the list. There's about ten guys that this is going that news of the SEC Voting to allow this is going to affect. I'm going to run down the list real quick here. From Alabama to Georgia, Brandon Turnage, the cornerback. Now we'll get to him in a minute because there's, there's speculation here on Sunday evening as I'm sitting here recording this. Markel Utsi transferred from Missouri to Arkansas. He's eligible now. Already mentioned this one. Henry Toa Toa from Tennessee to Alabama. He's eligible now for the Crimson Tide. Cade Renfro, quarterback from Ole Miss to Arkansas. He's eligible T.J. Finley, the quarterback from LSU to Auburn. Donovan Kaufman, safety, from Vanderbilt to Auburn. Already uh, mentioned Kamel Hayden, eligible at Tennessee. Eric Gilbert from LSU to Georgia. And the reverse here, Major Burns, the safety, from Georgia to LSU. And then last but not least, according to my list here, Jadarius Perkins. This was the elite junior college defensive back that enrolled at Missouri went through spring transferred now he's at Florida so following this ruling all these guys are eligible for the coming SEC season and uh while the SEC has voted to let this pass they did put in a note moving forward to the best of my knowledge this does not count for the for right the the upcoming season we're going to have but it will for future seasons because what they don't want is someone, you know, God forbid, a, a, the quarterback from, let's just, I'm just throwing complete names out here. But let's just say Vanderbilt's got Ken Seals. Let's say the week before Vanderbilt kicks off the season, he says, well, hell, Alabama just offered me. I'm going to go play for Alabama. Cannot do that moving forward. You have to announce this by February 1st, according to the SEC. And that's, uh, that date is even more restrictive in the SEC than it is the NCAA. I think the NCAA has it March or April, but that's important to remember. It's not going to affect the 10 guys I just said, so we don't have to go back and look at the the days they decided to transfer. But moving forward, following this upcoming season, if a guy has not transferred by February 1st, he will not be eligible for the coming football season. And, of course, when I say that, I'm just meaning... Undergraduate SEC to SEC transfers. None of what I'm referen- referencing right now has anything to do with non-conference transfers. So I, I'm getting a ton of questions. Well, what about the linebacker that transferred from Texas to Tennessee? Is he eligible? That's always been the case. He would be eligible anyway. This is just, I'm talking SEC school to SEC school undergraduates will have to declare their transfer. By February 1st. The SEC says uh, they've done that by to create a time window that are consistent with the fall sport. So once again, February 1 is the date moving forward. And that's an interesting date as so I just sit here and think about it. This is probably going to prevent anyone moving forward from going through, like we've seen a couple times here, enroll at a school, go through spring practice, and then say, hey, I don't like it here. I'm going to go from Auburn to Tennessee now, you can still do it, but you're going to have to sit out the upcoming season unless it's before February 1st and nobody is done with spring football by February 1st. Hell, most uh, SEC schools have not even started by February one, So uh, that's something to consider moving forward, but this is something that had to be done. To my knowledge, all the other conferences have done it. If the SEC said no, you're kind of putting yourself as a at somewhat of a competitive disadvantage, uh, but you know just this is the way the sports going. Now this is a one time deal, and of course, so that this is going to mimic the NCAA ruling. They call it the one time transfer waiver for a reason. You're not going to be able to transfer year after year after year. It's a one time deal as an undergraduate. Now, if you go through your schooling, you get your college degree. And you want to transfer as a graduate transfer, they're still going to let you do that, to my knowledge. So, you know, you could potentially have two transfers during your college career, but most of the time, if you're leaving after you graduate, it's probably because of a coaching change or following a coach or your coach just got fired. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. This is the Wild West of college football. Now we got the transfer portal, we got one time transfer waivers, interconference transfers. And I really think, uh, you know, as much as some people are freaking out, out over all this, I think this is this year is going to be unique. I mean, that the transfers are not going to stop by any means, but I just don't think we're ever going to have a year quite like this one, where I think we've got like two thousand guys in the portal, and there's not room, there's not two thousand spots for these guys to take. So uh, I think it's a factor of, you know, it's a combination of many things, just the the COVID year and. The first time this is ever opening up and allowing transfers to to coming about and, and we'll see how many guys actually have a spot and how many guys prosper in their new spots. Uh, that's not to say that I think, you know, there's, there's not going to be any success stories based on the guys that are transferring this off season. But I don't know. I just don't think we're ever going to see it quite like we're seeing it now where it's just a free for all. But hell, I've been wrong before and I, I may be wrong on this one. But hey, and I mentioned this uh Before we move on from this topic, I mentioned this Brandon Turnage. He's the guy that uh, was at Alabama, transferred to Georgia. Now he's eligible. There's multiple reports that he has left Georgia after they landed uh, Kendrick, the Clemson defensive back. Apparently maybe took issue with that. But then after that's been reporting, and this is – You know, this isn't just any Yahoo's reporting this. I think it's AL.com. I'm seeing Dog Nation's reporting it. Uh, After they report it, Brandon Turnage has tweeted out, relax with the rumors. So we may not have a resolution on this by the time you get to the pod on Monday, but multiple people reporting it. We'll see. Brandon Turnage may not be there at Georgia for very long, but... Based on his tweet, it sounds like he's sticking to his commitment to the dog. So who knows? Uh, They recruited him to be a corner there for Kirby Smart. And that's kind of what that Kendrick guy from Clemson, that's certainly what he is. So uh, I don't know. Hey, there's going to be some competition no matter where you go in the SEC, particularly if you go somewhere like Georgia. So uh, I would be surprised if he was afraid to compete, as some are suggesting here. So I don't know. That's something to keep your eye on. All right, so the only other thing I really wanted to hop on the line here and discuss, had a lot of coaching news in the middle of the week here. If you missed it, let's hop on down to Baton Rouge. It's my honor to present the national championship trophy to coach Ed Ogeron and the LSU Tigers. We're here in the middle of the week. LSU dismissed offensive line coach James Craig. And this news was a stunner. I'm not going to lie. I know some people not fans of James Craig his units, particularly last year. You know, you're seeing a lot of people hype up this LSU offensive line, and I'm not saying they're a bad unit by any means, but a lot of that has to do with them returning all five guys on that offensive line. Well, there's two sides to that coin, right? None of these guys were going to get taken that highly in the NFL, and we're talking some elite recruits. And they've had a five-star Cardell Thomas, who's basically made no impact. I know he got hurt his true freshman year, so maybe that's not a fair comment to make necessarily but there's talent on that line it's not produced here lately of course they won the joe moore award in 2019 some of that you know you got to credit joe brady and joe burrow joe burrow you know the thing that really made him special i mean so many things but the the thing that really stands out when i think of joe burrow is just his ability to make pass rushers miss make uh something out of nothing we all remember the play in the SEC championship game, running around, finding a guy 40 yards down the field. I mean, that was not a one-off. He did that time and time again. So, yeah, I'm not trying to dismiss what the 2019 offensive line, they won the Joe Moore Award for a reason, which is given to the nation's top offensive line under James Craig. They were a good unit that year. So I say all that to say you don't fire the offensive line coach in the middle of the week when you're hosting a five-star offensive lineman and a couple four-star offensive linemen this weekend like LSU did. A lot of speculation that uh, maybe some violations down there. You know, we'll we'll have to see. But credit Ed Orgeron, man. He turned right around. They released a statement saying, you know, we're going to have a national search to replace James Craig. And usually when you hear something like that, that means, well, this may take some time because we've got to vet some guys. We've got to reach out to people. Mm-mm. They turned right around, went into Fayetteville to get Brad Davis, the offensive line coach, was Sam Pittman's first hire when he got the job there at Arkansas. Brad Davis was previously the offensive line coach at Missouri. He's been the offensive line coach at Florida. He's SEC veteran, Baton Rouge native. I know he was offered the uh, offensive line coaching position at Southern Cal I think just this off season and turned him down. So, uh, this is a very coveted offensive line coach. You know when Sam Pittman thinks enough of you to hire you as your as his offensive line coach. You know he's a damn good coach, and you know tough blow here for Arkansas, particularly the timing of it all. Uh, but LSU credit them for stepping up and getting Brad Davis in there and and getting him in to uh, getting him into the facility in time for this uh, this busy recruiting weekend. So on the flip side, let's jump it all down to Fayetteville. Woo pig. Not seen this officially confirmed yet, but uh, I think it was Trey Biddy of uh, 247 that first reported the news that Arkansas, you can't really call it a promotion, I guess, but just reassigning Cody Kennedy. He had been hired this off season to be the new tight ends coach for the Arkansas Razorbacks. And with Brad Davis moving on, Sam Pittman moving Kennedy to the offensive line position and if you don't know this name you will soon enough I mean uh, he was at Tulane the last couple of years very successful down there with the uh, running game and coaching the offensive line he did such a good job that Southern Miss hired him this offseason to be the offensive line coach and run game coordinator and then when Sam Pittman offered him an opportunity to be the tight ends coach he had to leave Southern Miss he couldn't pass up an opportunity to come work for Sam Pittman. And this is actually not the first time Kennedy has worked for Sam Pittman. They worked together at Georgia during, I believe, the 2012 season. Kennedy was a GA coach in the offensive line under Sam Pittman. So Sam Pittman, once again, if he picks you to come in here and be his offensive line coach, you know this guy's got uh, the credentials to to be a really good offensive line coach during his time at Tulane. He had two All-American Athletic Conference selections during his last season, which was last year. And then he also has experience coaching at West Georgia, the offensive line. And during his time there, he coached up two FCS All-Americans. And this is a real young guy. I think he's not even 30 yet, if if I'm not mistaken. So Arkansas moving quickly. But now, since they moved Kennedy from tight ends to the offensive line, Now they got to go out there and hire a tight ends coach. So they're still at nine full-time position coaches. The guy that broke the news, Jordy Collado, we're actually going to have him on the show this week to uh, talk about Brad Davis coming to LSU. But uh, he had thrown out there, he was hearing Randy Clements, the former Ole Miss offensive line coach that got fired this after, weird timings, a lot of these firings, but he got dismissed there by uh, Lane Kiffin after spring. That would have made a ton of sense to me because he worked with Kendall Bryles. He knows that system like the back of his hand. They're running basically the same system at Ole Miss that they're running at Arkansas. So would have made a ton of sense for Randy Clements to slide in there. But again, similar to James Craig, why are we letting these guys go in such interesting timing? They're doing a good job. I'm not saying there's violations down there, but maybe something to where Randy Clements was not hireable. It may be a while before we see James Gregg land an offensive line coaching position. It's the same deal because you can't hire someone that uh, may have done something wrong off the field. So we'll have to see. Arkansas still got a position to fill. And once we know who that is, we'll be sure to be breaking it down here. All right, last thing. Like I said, a lot of coaching news here in the SEC. Let's jump on down to Lexington. Where Chris Collins... Former Georgia State safeties coach and recruiting coordinator has been hired by Mark Stoops. So Kentucky had an opening on their staff when they lost uh, Steve Clintscale to Michigan. So now Kentucky's got a full staff here. One thing that I really like about Collins, like I said, he was the recruiting coordinator at Georgia State. And when he took over down there, first recruiting class they ever signed under him, the highest Average player ranking in program history. So you know this guy can recruit. He's already in Lexington for this big weekend of hosting prospects. And how bad did he want the job? He's taking interviews while his wife was literally giving birth. Check it out. This is uh, comments from Chris Collins after he accepted the Kentucky job. Uh, so he we went through the first part of the interview. It was great. It went well. Um, so Second part of the interview comes up, we're actually in the hospital, okay? Uh, uh, My son is born on Monday the 17th. Um, um, We're doing the second part of the interview on Thursday. So we're literally still in the hospital, um, trying to check out, trying to go through that process. Uh, Coach calls and says, hey, you think you can do the interview? I think we can. Uh, Long story short, of course, things didn't go as planned in terms of the checkout and leaving the hospital on time. Uh, But Coach Stoops was phenomenal. Coach White, I mean, outstanding in terms of being accommodating, understanding family. Uh, A lot of people say the terms family first, but I was able to see it firsthand. So credit Mark Stoops for getting his guy, getting him in there quickly. And you gotta know that uh, Mark Stoops, if he's hiring you to be a defensive backs coach, that, uh, you know, that's his side of the ball. That's his baby. And he's not gonna just hire anybody to come in there and do it. Uh, Chris Collins, another real young guy, I know he's under 40, but he was doing a hell of a job down there for Georgia State. You know, that's a real up-and-coming program. That's one uh, Cousin Shane hates to talk about for obvious reasons. (laughs) But, hey, that's something the now Kentucky fans can brag by association about. They landed a Georgia State guy, and now he goes from one big blue to another big blue here in Lexington. All right, guys, so it's going to be a quick show. That's all I had for this one. We're going to be back with a couple more shows the rest of the week. Got some really good guests lined up. we got Jordy Collada. He's going to hop on the line and talk some LSU football. Got David Hale of ESPN scheduled to come on later in the week. He covers college football with an emphasis on the ACC for ESPN. I really want to ask him about some of these guys that have transferred into the SEC from the ACC. So looking forward to both of those. Those will be hitting your podcast app here in the coming days. So be on the lookout for multiple guest interviews coming up. But uh, hey, that's going to do it for me, guys. Hope everybody has a a great start to their week. And don't forget, as always, you've made it this far. Leave us that five-star written review on the Apple Podcast app, and we'll send you a beer koozie free of charge just for giving us that rating and review and send those on over to that sec podcast at gmail.com that's gonna do it appreciate everybody tuning in catch you on the next one